Hey everyone, I'm Maureen. And I'm Bray. And welcome to the Out of Your League podcast. The podcast for those who think talking about sports is out of their league. Each week we are here to give you the basics about what is going on in the sports world. And teach you a phrase or rule to boost your sports IQ. Let's get into it. All right, welcome back this week to your Out of Your League podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, we're going to give you a recap on what happened this weekend in the NFL. We're going to update you on what's going on with the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, give you a quick look on what's going on in the MLB and what the strategy is there for the playoffs that are about to come up and wrap it up with your locker room talk. So let's just dive right in. Let's do it. Bree, week two just finished for NFL and there's no one left. All the players, Brutal. all the players <laughs> are a massacre this weekend. Just such a massacre. It's I can't awful. believe it. The amount of people, it's like, do they run out of stretchers? To be honest, it was like mm-hmm. left and right. Everyone's being carried off the field. There were so many injuries, so many things. You weren't sure if it was, they were out for the full game. Are they going to be out for the season? I just, every single game. Yeah. Are they going to walk it off and be back in five minutes? You yeah, just had like, no idea. Yeah. Are they carted off? It was just, it was heartbreaking, honestly. It really was, especially getting into the obvious. We can talk about Saquon, our star running back for a beloved Giants, is out for the entire season, heading to reconstructive knee surgery. Yeah, literally happened right at the beginning of the second of the half, and he was out right away. He knew he did something wrong. It's really upsetting. He works so hard. He's young still. He's just getting into his prime of his career this is projected to be such a great season for him so I feel for him the Giants obviously screwed we don't have amazing successful running backs just lined up on the sidelines ready to go in so the emergency I would say we we emergency (laughs) signed a one-year deal Wednesday morning with free agent Devonta Freeman to replace him for the season he was just practicing Wednesday afternoon Looking pretty good, but he has to learn all the plays and adapt and blend in with the team. So hopefully he'll be all settled and caught up by Sunday's game against the 49ers. But who knows? We'll see. At at least we're playing, not that obviously I feel terrible for the injuries, but at least we're playing the 49ers who seemed like they got hit the worst as far as injuries go. Um, Yeah, they lost like four players on Sunday. So that's not so great. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Um, the Giants also will be missing my favorite, Sterling Shepard, one of our Oh, yeah. Keepers. Also my fantasy team, so he's yeah. out. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, switching over to the 49ers, whew, that's a hit. But, you know, really only Nick Bosa seems to be the, the big, the long-term, yeah. the long-lasting yeah. injury. Yeah, he's another one with an ACL tear, so that's going to be he's out for the season. But Jimmy Garoppolo, Ricky Mostert, and Tevin Coleman all got hurt on Sunday, but I don't think they'll be out more than maybe a week or so. Um, What is it? Jimmy Garoppolo had a high ankle sprain? Yeah, high ankle sprain. So that kind of affects different players. Like if you're a running back or wide receiver and you have a high ankle sprain, you're going to be – you know, in bad shape, you got to really wait for that to recover. You're running, of course, but if you're a quarterback, a lot of quarterbacks in in other situations and other scenarios have played with high ankle sprains because they're not running as much, but 
it's not the best performance, so we'll see. We'll see how that works in favor of the Giants. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up continuing to play. Um, Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey over here with his high ankle sprain will be out for uh, four to six weeks. So there goes my fantasy team. (laughs) You have McCaffrey? Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, he's a running back on the Carolina Panthers. Yes, he is. And he was my uh, he was my first pick with my draft team. So got to figure out what to do now. Um, move, <laughs> move some people around. But yeah, it was a rough week for uh, for injuries. And I think it was I heard six players ended up with ACL tears this Sunday. So they were and I don't know the exact stats on that, but they were estimating that that's the most ever ACLs torn um and a in a week of football um six is a lot and they were speculating maybe it's because there was no preseason or things like that where they warm up more they're doing the plays more so maybe without having had preseason that made them more susceptible for injuries oh yeah that's true yeah I was trying to think about why this like widespread plague hit them (laughs) I was like, week two hit hard, man. <laughs> we do it differently. <laughs> like, not great. Um, so I think a lot of teams are scrambling to figure out what the plan will be to make sure um, the teams are, everybody's team is looking good. Everybody's healthy, doing what they need to do. Um, yeah. Oh, and let's talk about the weirdest thing with the Chargers quarterback. Tyra oh, yeah. Taylor. Speaking of injuries, uh, Chargers QB Tyrod Taylor's lung got punctured by the team doctor right before the game against the Chiefs. Yeah, they were, well, the team doctor was injecting him with some sort of pain management injection to kind of help punctured his lung. (laughs) So the rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert, was told he was going on like very soon before the game. So they put me in coach. I mean, truly, I feel like that's really every like rookie QB's dream. Of course, they don't want... I'm sure he was like pooping his pants a little bit, like first debut, no preparation, but he actually did really well. I know a lot of people are speculating, will they, if, you know, Herbert does well again in this upcoming game, because uh, Taylor's going to be out again for week three. So if Herbert does really great, you know, will they keep him in? Will they sit Taylor when he heals again? Yeah. The coach doesn't think so. Probably not, but you know, it's, Sometimes it's nice to see a little a rookie step up, but I'm sure oh, it's yeah. like, yikes, like, don't replace me yet. I'll be back eventually. I just can't believe, like, he said he was fine, no hard feelings. I'm just like, could you imagine you go in for something that should be routine, you come out with a punctured lung? Yeah, like the head coach, Lynn, he said he's not angry. You know, he said the doctor's a really good guy, but you go to the the doctor to help your players improve their injuries and feel right. better. And now your star quarterback is out He's and out. you lose a game. It just sucks because that, that doctor is absolutely fired and like oh. never going to get a job as a sports coach, probably again, or ever. sports. Um, it's never going to get a job as a sports doctor, ever. probably ever again. Who's going to, no I just feel bad for that that doctor because obviously he has to have like really high qualifications is probably like really good at his job to get a job as the NFL Uh, team doctor so that just sucks that's a crazy story yeah it's a really weird story anywho we have some exciting games coming up um this is a short episode so we're not going to get into 
all the forecasting for the games coming up, but Thursday night you have the Dolphins um, against the Jaguars. Oh my god, now I can't say it. Jaguars. Anyone notice Brie last week said Jaguars and she didn't even notice. And now I feel like I'm very self-conscious of how I say the phrase Jaguars. I had no idea I had been saying it wrong my whole life, but lesson learned, Jaguars. The Jaguars. weird. When you say it too many times, it sounds weird. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you are like, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. I'll be Um, looking out for my boy Gardner Minshew tomorrow night. He played a killer game on Sunday, so I'm definitely, um, definitely watching him now. Yeah, and then this weekend, there's some good matchups. Um, as I mentioned, of course, the Giants and the 49ers should be interesting, but I'm really excited to see the Cowboys play the Seahawks. Seahawks oh, yeah. are, after their game against the Patriots last week, they, you know that was a truly incredible performance, so kind of excited is- to see more of them. And then, I mean, I would really like to just see them destroy the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I'm just like still pissed they came back after being down so much last week. I cannot believe it. But that will be a good game. And then the late game Sunday is Chiefs versus Ravens, which is going to be like a great matchup. You have the top two QBs in the league face to face. So that's going to be exciting um, to see Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go head to head. So lots of exciting stuff to look at for this weekend. All right, Maureen, let's take a look at where we're at right now for the NBA playoffs. Right now in the Eastern Conference, you have Miami Heat leading the series against the Boston Celtics 2-1. So they're currently playing right now, and Heat is up. So there's a chance they'll go and win again tonight, but you never know. Yeah, it's been an interesting series. The Celtics lost the first two games, and then they just won game three. So it's kind of hard when you're in that hole. You lost two in a row. You have to really get that momentum to come out and pull a win. So Vegas favored the Celtics to win this game because they're coming off that momentum of their last win. And it feels like the Celtics were finally able to catch up to the way that Heat was playing. Celtics were able to finally navigate their defense. But then on the other hand, Heat's shots just weren't falling as well. So I think if the Heat shoots well, um, like they haven't all season, they could probably pull out another win. But Celtics are, are coming off a win, which has been seen in the past as favorable to helping push to a second win. Um, And there's a lot of talk for anyone who's been like kind of tiptoeing around, listening a little bit to the NBA playoffs about Jimmy Butler. He's the Heat star player, if you're hearing about him. Oh, yeah. Um, He's been playing amazing, so interested to see. But by the time everyone listens to us, there will have already been a winner (laughs) of Game 4. So go ahead and check that out. All right, so we kind of had the same situation going on in the Western Conference because right now the L.A. Lakers lead against the Denver Nuggets. Two to one also Lakers won the first two games and the Nuggets came and won the game Tuesday night. So they're kind of riding that same high and hopefully will win their next game. And they have been known to come back when they're down. So I think there's definitely a good chance that that could happen. The Nuggets are definitely the underdog for a reason. And I think that the Lakers lost the last game because they have just been really sloppy. You're seeing a lot of turnovers. They've been lazy at rebounding. They've been taking some, like, pretty bad shots. I think they got sloppy because they've been winning so many games in a row that they got kind of comfy. And I think the last game is kind of a wake-up call. So I think 
when they play on Thursday um, for Game 4. I think that they'll play out a lot stronger. I think they truly just got out-hustled. You know, you have some really good players on the Nuggets. Jamal Murray had an amazing game last game. Nicole Jokic has been playing amazing, too. 28 points he had last game, Jamal Murray. Yeah, 28 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds. So, you know, him and Jokic have been playing really well. But, you know, you're up against LeBron and Anthony (laughs) Davis. And I think if they bring the real heat um, <laughs> and not talking about Miami. If they not talking about Miami. Bring the real heat. I think that they can pull out a game for a win. You know, that's just my little nugget of information. Oh, you've got the puns today, Maureen. Uh, I know. I hate when I bring out the puns. You so got funny. the puns. Um, but yeah, let's talk for a second just really quickly about this weird free throw controversy. The Lakers have been noticing that LeBron this? is just taking not a lot of free throws, um, but they see that he's being constantly fouled, but they don't think that the fouls are being called. He only shot like two free throws in the last game and has only taken 10 free throws in all of the three games against the Nuggets so far, which for someone that doesn't watch a lot of basketball, that's not a lot for someone that's going really strong to the basket, taking a lot of layups, taking a lot of under the basket shots. Like you're constantly having a defender on top of you. So you should be getting a lot more fouls called. So you should be taking a lot more shots. Right. And just from like a comparison factor in the series against Houston, he was taking at least 10 free throws a game versus only taking 10 in the three against the Nuggets. So they're like, what the heck? You're not calling any fouls on LeBron. This is such bullshit. (laughs) Oh, oh, shoot. I curse on the podcast. You're not supposed to. I won't report it. I'll see what happens. and, and yes, they're like, this is kind of crazy. One of the free throws that he took when he was playing the Nuggets in the last game was literally because he got elbowed in the face. Like, they didn't call any others. Like, basically, LeBron needs someone to straight up punch him in the face for him <laughs> to call a foul. So the Lakers are like, what's going on? And they brought it up to, like, the NBA Association or whatever. Ah. Whatever the correct protocol channel is, they were following. Right. I don't know exactly what that protocol channel is, but they went the right the right route. To I hadn't heard of that happening, but that is wild to think about. justice. They demand justice. Yes. Something sketchy is going on for sure. Something weird is happening. Um, just to round out what's going on in the basketball world, just something quick to add in. So Billy Donovan, he coached on the OKC Thunder for five years. He was announced as the new head coach for the Bulls. Um, he goes and replaces Jim Boylan, who was fired after the Bulls finished 22-43 and 43 this past season, and they were one of the eight teams that did not qualify for the NBA's restart in down in Orlando. So they got rid of him, and in comes Billy Donovan um, to replace him. So excited to see how he does. Yeah, should be interesting. All right, NHL playoffs. We have Game 3 happening Wednesday night, Dallas Stars versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep, they are currently tied one and one right now. So it's really anybody's game. We'll put up on the Instagram whoever wins as they are playing right now. So we will know by the end of when we are recording who will win. Yeah, what's exciting for Tampa Bay is that their captain, Steve Stamkos, returned to the lineup to play on Wednesday night. He's been out since the end of February with a core muscle surgery, which sounds really terrible. 
but he already scored one of the points for Lightning, so the team's really excited to have him back on the ice tonight. Um, and clearly they are responding well to his return because it is five to one right now with the Lightning winning. So Oh my gosh. Seems like they are uh playing very, very well with his return. So that is exciting. We'll have to keep an eye out for how he does and who wins the game tonight. Cool. Wanna switch over to MLB? Oh, you know it. So obviously the season ends. I've mentioned this before, but the season is ending this Sunday, September 27th. They will have gotten through their full season and we'll be moving on to the playoffs. So something I wanted to bring up right now is for anyone who isn't familiar with how the normal playoff season goes or anything like that, it's going to be different this year for the first time since 2011, I believe. They played the same way from 2012 to 2019. And this year, obviously, with having a shortened season and everything like that, they're going to have to kind of change up the format. So this year, 16 out of the 30 teams who are playing will make it to the playoffs. And this is the first season since, like I said, back in 2011, that more than half of the teams are going to qualify for the playoffs. So that's kind of weird, but that gives more teams, I guess, the opportunity to try to make it um, farther along. So the first and the second place teams from the East, Central, and West divisions are going to move on. And then same with the two teams with the next best records, in each league and they will be considered the wild card. So I think this new setup is going to be interesting in my idea. I feel like normally it's a little harder and you have to really, really show that you're the best in your division to be able to make it. And like, I'm usually as a Mets fan, just hoping my team like can scrape to make it to the wild card. So this year it definitely has opened up the ability for people to, to make it there. Um, I'm hoping Mets will scrape one out. They literally have to win like every single game until Sunday, which it's not looking so good right now. They're losing eight to two. Um, but there I'm the always optimistic fan. That's like, we still have a chance. We're only one game out of the wild card. So like it could happen, but um, I don't think it's our year. The Dodgers are still crushing it. The A's, all the teams that I've been saying have kind of been ranked. Number one are, are already confirmed that they are moving on to the playoffs. So We'll have more playoff coverage come next week because, like I said, the season wraps up this Sunday. And that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea. <laughs> well, actually, that's not even the tea yet. No. We'll get to the real tea when we talk about locker room talk. You want to spill that tea for the locker room talk? I mean, our first locker room talk is kind of sad. Um, it's kind of sad, but I'm really proud of Vanessa Bryant for – because this has got to be such a difficult thing to kind of relive, but I'm proud of her for, I think, standing up for something that is important and makes a lot of sense. Vanessa Bryant is suing the sheriff's department over having leaked photos of her husband, Kobe Bryant's death back in January. Yeah, she said the lawsuit is, you know, it's not obviously about getting money, but she said it's about accountability and about preventing this kind of behavior from happening to other families in the future who has suffered loss and don't want to have to relive it by seeing photos on the internet. Right. Well, I think what's interesting about it, and it will be interesting when the lawsuit comes out, you know, just me liking the little legal jargon of what's going on, you know, my pre-law brain. That's right. What was sketchy about it is that the sheriff said that they took photos, of course, they had to from the crime scene, said he was right. going to delete them, obviously did not. Right. But 
The department has a policy against sharing out crime scene photos, but the rule doesn't apply to accidents. So technically, you would be allowed to share them. So maybe it was legal, maybe it was not, but the whole thing is kind of sketchy because the sheriff said that they were deleted, but they weren't, but maybe they didn't have to be. I don't know. The whole thing's a little fishy. So certainly the court will reveal the truth in the matter. So... Um, So one of the other things that I was hearing was that the lawsuit claims that one of the deputies was using the photo to impress a girl at the bar. Oh, what? Yeah, clearly that was... sleep. I didn't hear that. For your own personal gain and not just because you wanted to, you know, do your job and take photos of of the accident, so... Oh, that is bleeped up. No, (laughs) that's a hard no. Absolutely not. I was like, how terrible of a person could you be to want to take like take those photos and use it just to like hit on someone or like show like thinking you're so great for doing that. Also, how is that like attractive? Like if you're at a bar and some man's like, Hey, I have some photos of the helicopter crash. How cool is this? I want to show you. I'd be like, you're a messed up person in the head. Please go away from me. Like what is wrong with you looking at them? That's super weird. No, I hate that. And the other thing Vanessa Bryant was saying too, which I didn't even think about, but she was like, what if one day my kids are able to look up like the pictures of their dad and sister, like in a crash online, like those photos should not be online for my kids to see. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Also hundred percent true. So I'm very, um, very pro her like suing them and trying to get a lawsuit going. It's gotta be incredibly hard to relive, but more power oh, to it. Um, other news that I think is really cool is that Denny Hamlin, who was a race car driver, just mm-hmm. joined Michael Jordan to form a NASCAR team with Bubba Wallace as the driver. That's right. It's really awesome. You have um, black majority team owner Michael Jordan, and you have the only black driver at NASCAR's top yeah. one pairing up. So that's really awesome. So cool. Power duo. So that should be exciting to see. Michael Jordan is just like in every sports sector in the world. Yeah. There's nothing that that guy won't try, huh? Baseball, golf, NASCAR now. And if you have the money, weren't we talking about this last week? We're just like, well, of course, why don't you just own a, yeah. a sports team? Like, oh my God, we were. Yeah. So, you know, if you have the money and you don't have anything to do. <laughs> get a NASCAR team. Get a NASCAR team. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. This is very cool. Definitely open to them getting more diversity in NASCAR. I'm sure it's definitely a sport that's lacking some of that. So good for him. I might actually watch NASCAR now. <laughs> I know. I was watching it when COVID first hit. <laughs> I think I, I think I like posted something on my story. My cousin texted me. She's like, should we become NASCAR fans now? Do we have to? I'm like, I think we do. There wasn't a lot of sports going on. Otherwise, that's one of the few things you could still get excited about. So, Oh, that's perfect segue into our last topic, talking about COVID. <laughs> oh, perfect. Haven't mentioned it this episode. We so. almost went a full <laughs> episode without mentioning COVID. But the NFL is just straight up fining coaches left and right for not wearing masks. Oh, which the rule is that if you are on the sideline, you have to be wearing a mask, like, Right. Sideline entry. It's not the players, but sideline entry. So they find a total of a million dollars worth of fines. They find (laughs) the coaches specifically 
like $100,000 each. And then they find like the specific teams, like additional uh-huh. 250000 Like I know they find the Denver Broncos coach, uh, Seahawks coach, Pete Carroll, um, Kyle Shanahan, 49ers. Joe Judge is definitely next, Giants coach. Like he, oh, for sure. I like saw that and I was like, oh shoot, like can they not take their mask off for a second? Like how are they tracking yeah. that? Because I've seen Joe Judge like screaming, his, he's like yelling, his mask is like up at his eyebrow <laughs> and like the one strap is like down his chin. Like he's just getting like enraged and the mask is like flailing <laughs> around his face. So like I feel like he's next, but like is there a rule? Like is there like a five second rule? Like I, what's yes. the rule? I wasn't sure because I also saw Bill Belichick kind of had his as like a little, like a little beak. It was the tiniest little mask for his face. (laughs) And I wasn't sure if it was covering his mouth, but it looked like it literally had to have been the tiniest circle just hitting below his mouth and like his nostrils. And it stuck (laughs) out like a beak. I was like, I guess technically he's following the rules, but it doesn't look like it fits his face. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I wonder if that one's more comfortable. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed concerning. And then I definitely saw the Seahawks coach. He had one of those like bandana masks, and I blatantly saw it like around his neck for like, it felt like, wait, I was like, if I'm noticing this on the screen, someone else is definitely noticing this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's a lot of money to get fined though. So hopefully they uh, wear, wear their masks correctly next week. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode, Brie. I believe so. Tune in next week. Are we going to have an episode next week? You're moving. Brie is leaving me in New York. She's moving down to Nashville. I think we already talked about this, but I just can't believe it because it's happening so soon. One week from today. One week from today, I will most likely be on the road to good old Nashville, driving overnight to get to the new apartment. Thursday morning, yeah. So I don't know if we'll be able to put one out. May have to be a really, really short episode that we squeeze in somewhere because I'm sure something crazy will happen this weekend. But if not, I will uh, do my best to put up some some good content, keeping up with everything going on at least. Uh, Yeah, keep following us. Keep following us along our Instagram for updates that we post to our stories. And tune in for when we release our next episode. We are out of here.